Welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having an awesome day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, I I had to take a break yesterday, um, because I think I've been pushing a lot of content out, so I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to catch up on any episodes that you might have missed. Uh, remember God loves you, the devotionals, and also the quick sauce report. And as I was able to go to a Brewers game last night, we we won, but that's besides the point. But <clears throat> there's a certain song that you guys got to listen to the beginning of this episode, and that is Evidence of God. I absolutely love that song. You know, that's part of the ones that I encourage you to listen to is songs that are meant to lift you up songs that have a powerful message songs that are meant to encourage you along the way as well as songs that are meant to just bring you a sense of hope a sense of peace and one of the cool things that i have to um, think about is how does that impact my life you know there's some certain songs um for instance, <clears throat> there's certain worship bands that are powerful, and there's certain worship bands that are not. One of the one of the things that we have to kind of take a look at is um, there's a certain artist that I've been hitting back really hard on, and that is Lauren Daigle. I don't think Lauren Daigle is the artist who she says she is. She has wavered on multiple uh, points of views, and she's just in it for the temporary, um, just a gratification and self-promotion and self-centeredness. Yes, I know a lot of people love Lauren Daigle. A lot of people love her and a lot of people encourage her. And one of the things that I'm not a fan of her because she teaches, she doesn't practice what she teaches. And she does more of a watered-down gospel and a watered-down message saying, well, it's okay, you can be whoever you want. You know, you can be whoever you want. You don't have to be, you don't really have to know God. All you have to believe is in something. And for instance, she also um, doesn't really stand on her values, her biblical values, which is not okay. So there's other artists like Josh Baldwin, who I absolutely love. And that's the one that you guys got to hear in the beginning. So with all this in mind, <clears throat> How have you impacted someone this week? 
you know, how have you impacted someone in some sort of way? Let's think about it. To me, I impacted somebody this week by I was able to pray with someone. I was able to just reach out to someone and I was able to bring goodness and mercy and being able just to bring somebody to Christ. I didn't know who I was before. And so with this in mind, we're going to start off with a word of prayer because the reason why I ask you that question is because Jesus is the light of the world. And in John 8, we're going to find out how that plays a, a vital role in John chapter 8, all of 8. And so with this in mind, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you. Lord, we are so blessed to be called your children. We are blessed that we can just come here and be able to glorify your name. Lord, we are so blessed and we can kind of overlook on our hearts of what you've done in our lives. What you've done and what you, how have you impacted each and every single one of our lives. Lord, I am so blessed that we can be called your children, Lord, and during these dark times. I pray that you can just watch over us. I also pray that you can just protect us along the way. May you guide us and protect us, O oh Lord. In your heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen and amen. So with this in mind, okay, in John chapter 8, we read a lot of, uh, we start off in John chapter 8. And that is, in verse 1, it starts, Jesus, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. In verse 2, now early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they said to her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. When Moses, now Moses, in the law of commands, commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you do, or what do you say? They said, testing him, that they might have something which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without a sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. So I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop and let's let's break that down. That the awesome verse that Jesus had to say. He who is without sin. So pretty much when if we think that we are, you know, a lot of us have, so I'm trying to adjust my chair. There we go. A lot of us <clears throat> a lot of us think that, you know what, let's accuse that person first. You know, they've done something wrong. Let's accuse them, you know. And I've done this before. I've I still do, I have a habit of doing this. This is one of the biggest habits that I think I've battled with, and it's one of the most unhealthy habits I've dealt with in my personal life, because it's so easy to go and judge right away for some, uh, <clears throat> at someone. So when we judge, when we think that when we think that we know 
something better. When we think that, well, you know what? I'm going to go after this person because they think differently. I'm going to go after this person because they are not Christian enough. That is the hardest thing that we have battled with as Christians. It's like I've noticed in this day and age, especially how I've been, um, I've been battling it with my personal life. I've been battling the fact that as Christians, we live in a double hypocritical world. As Christians, we live in a world where we, where we judge others based on our actions, where we judge others and we say, no, are you Christian enough? Or you need to change your life because you're not living a, a corresponding life. So who do you think that is? I mean, that's not for us to judge. I mean, that's not for Sasson to judge, but he does it uh, constantly. That's one of the hardest sins I would have to say to break, along with uh, many other things. But that's it goes up there on the, the top list. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convinced by their conscience, went one day by, went out by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. I love that verse. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. I don't judge you. And he goes, Sin no more. I don't judge you for the mistakes that you've made. I don't judge you unlike the world. I don't judge you, but sin no more. Break away from your heart. Break away from your wickedness. Ask for a purification of the mind. Once you get purified from the mind, it is unstoppable. And Jesus defends, and I love the verse 13 as we continue through. The Pharisees therefore said to him, You bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, Even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from and where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no more. And yet, if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone. But I am the Father, but I am with the Father who sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one who bears witness to myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness to me. Then, they said to him, where is, your, where is your father? Jesus answered, You know neither, <clears throat> neither um, me nor my father. 
you know neither me or my father. Well, I'm that's a tongue twister. I'm sorry about that. Um, if you had known me, you would have known my father. These words Jesus spoke to the treasury. Or treasury. As he taught in the temple, <clears throat> and no one laid hands on him, for his hour had not yet come. And verse 21, then Jesus said to them again, I am going away, and you will seek me, and will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. So the Jews said, will he kill himself? Because he says, where I go, you cannot come. And he said to them, you are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am of, I am not of this world. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe in, believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. And they said to him, who are you? And Jesus said to them, Jesus, what I have been saying to you from the beginning, <clears throat> I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true. And I speak to the world the, those things which I heard from him. They did not understand that he spoke to them of the Father. Then Jesus said to them, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father taught me, I speak these things, and He who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please Him. As he spoke these words, many believed in him. As we continue on in 31, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the true, and the truth shall make you free. I love that. And you shall know the truth. <clears throat> And the truth shall set you free. You know, how awesome is that? As we continue on and um, as we kind of finish, because I'm going to make this into a part two, and that's going to be for tomorrow. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have, been, and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Wow. I, I'm going I'm to have to like uh, take a pause and really take a deeper look at what this means for our hearts in John chapter 8. You know, one of the things that we have to look at, you know, that, that when we are of the wickedness of the world, 
it's it like it hurts you know not only does it hurt but it's like a dreading thing when we know that we live in a world that is choosing the wrong path when we live in a world that people sin purposely when we live in a world where people think they know everything and you see that across you can you can turn on the news and you can think that people know everything and they try to like speak, have talking points you can turn on any podcast platform and people think that they know everything but they truly do not they can pull things they can take stats off the website they can pull stats but until they really experienced the first hand until they've gone to for instance uh, the southern border until they've actually met individuals then they can speak on it just like for us as believers as children of god i want to read as children of god not as christians now you're probably wondering whoa Soslin, what do you mean by christians well what do i mean by christians is that christians in this day in, in this day and age it has become a watered down term. Have you ever tasted water? Does it taste anything? No. Uh, have you ever like thought water was glamorous? No. Water doesn't taste anything. It doesn't have any sort of feelings. It's really not refreshing. I'll tell you the truth. Uh, some people actually hate water. You know, to be, I want to actually, uh, I want to actually bring something up and be transparent and honest with you. I actually never liked water when I was younger. I would always drink iced tea or I would always drink chocolate milk. I avoided water as best as I could. And even in cross country, you're wondering, how did you even survive? Well, to be frank with you, I actually had iced tea or like some Gatorade instead of water. Now, of course, I did drink water because uh, I, when I had to, like desperately, I had to drink water. But it's like that, you know, <clears throat> but now when I started drinking water, you know, because for us, when we think that we call ourselves a Christian, it's like a refreshing. Now, yes, when we first of all commit and call upon the Lord, we're refreshing. But until we actually realize how other people treat other Christians, then we get the aha moment and then we lose that that refreshing mode and we're like, oh, okay, well, that's not very good. You know, and that's why we have to state that we are a child of God. Because you look at all the world around you, you look at even at the Christian faith, you have Christians going after other Christians. For instance, I have Christians going after my podcast, you know, after this episode and probably at, like have been going after these past couple episodes. I've had people come and and um and tell me that i'm the antichrist i know but they call themselves christians see those people judge based on the jealousy those people judge because they either want something now if you're truly a child of god you probably be motivating your brother in christ and you probably be motivating your brothers and sisters in christ and yes and it's interesting because I caught on say, well, great or not great glory, but Lauren Daigle, she's not like she's got she puts a certain pushes a certain political agenda. That is true. You can go online and you can go on YouTube and you can and you can see her speak her mind and it is not a biblical and biblically based. <clears throat> and so when we truly accept Jesus Christ and when we truly know 
that we are child, children of God, there's something that the bondage is set free. Our hearts are enlightened. Our hearts are, are changed. We become brand new. We become like children. And we become like the blameless lamb, which is very excited and always ambitious. That's what we become like. And so as we end it, remember that you are set free. Remember that God truly loves you. And remember that no matter what happens, you have brothers and sisters to walk alongside with you. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. Lord, we are so blessed to be called your children. We sometimes overlook what you did in our lives. Lord, I just pray that no matter what happens, I pray that you can just watch over us and watch over our hearts and watch over us. Lord, we just, I come to you asking for repentance, a repentance of the mind, heart, and spirit. That no matter what happens, Lord, that we may be purified in your heart. And Lord, I pray that we can also forgive others that have wronged us. And I pray that we don't judge others, that we don't judge our brothers and sisters in Christ if they're not worthy enough or if they slip up right away, Lord. I pray that we don't judge them in a harsh judgment. I pray that we can encourage them along the way, encourage them out of love and hold them accountable. Lord, may you guide us and protect us as we continue on the path that you have set before us so that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, with this in mind, guys, I hope you have an awesome day and tune back for tomorrow for part two about Jesus is the light of the world. And I'm excited because I'm going to talk to you personally about how he has been a light unto my world and how when I personally, you know, part of my testimony, when I personally accepted him, how my life forever changed. Remember, God loves you and I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.